Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Oh, no. That sucks. <laughs> oh, no. What is going to happen? This is, this is a nowhere episode. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the flagship and premier podcast of LRM Online. And international, but not today. <laughs> usually international podcast. We usually have representatives from the, the land of Germany as well as the land of Dubai. That's yes. Yeah, the yes. City. Um, UAE, I believe that is. God, I don't I'm not cultured. I need to I need to work on that. Uh, but sadly, due to several circumstances uh one having to do with work and one having to do with internet issues we are a duo we're a duo a duo oh god an american tale fuck you uh this episode will be off the rails it's yeah i mean we're basically gonna never be on the rails we're we're no longer a train we're now just an off-road vehicle and it's starting with my cat, who is just being the most obnoxious little prick of all time. What can I do for you, dude? Um, my cat was just here, too. But what? it will be a good episode regardless. We got all sorts of little news pieces to talk about. We have a trailer. We have a postmortem of the Snyder Cut to get into. So, I mean, I know you love talking about this shit, Nick. Like, you love, you love everything Zack Snyder. You love the fact that the Snyderverse... Is, is, you know, people are pushing to get it redone. And uh, so that's obviously sarcasm. If, you know, you're listening, he does not <laughs> like it. I, I, I really like the Snyderverse. I really loved Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I think, yeah, restore the Snyderverse, but not in a way where I'm like, I want the other stuff to go away, but more in the sense that I just, I'm okay and comfortable with there being multiple universes going on simultaneously. I'm okay with that. A lot of people aren't. A lot of people are like one or the other. Restore the Snyderverse or fuck the Snyderverse. One or the other. Like it's it's really interesting. And then I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, they are they should have Flashpoint. That way they can justify this. I'm like, no, who cares? Just let's let's just make the movies we want. Let the directors have a vision and let the studio not get cold feet at the very end and you know destroy it. Um, I said something to Jonesy or on our chat recently having to do with Warner Brothers' problem. Um, and their main problem had to do with the fact that they tend to, they pride themselves as director focused, as a director focused studio. You may recall like in the early 2010s, that was sort of their thing. Like, oh yeah, we're director focused. That's what we are. We're all about the filmmaker. And this was almost a complete contrast to what, you know, Marvel Studios was doing. And it was just, they're very director focused. So they go in to a director's vision, but then get cold feet at the last second. And thereby you get Batman v Superman, a movie that should have been 30 minutes longer. You get- Cold feet at the last second. You get they get an entire League. movie before they cut up Batman v Superman. 
Well, they let him shoot they, the whole they thing. They released an they, extended cut of Man of Steel. Nora Snyder needed to, so that means they let him do that. No, right? no, 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 no. They didn't release an extended cut of Man of Steel. They released That's an what extended I'm saying. cut. They didn't have to because they didn't fuck with his vision that time. Well, the thing, the problem is they, sh- if they really wanted, they need to commit to one or the other. They need to, when they're at a project, when they have a project, they need to say, we're going to go director focus for this one, or we're going to go studio focus for this one. They need to make a decision upfront and be on the same page. Cause otherwise you get the situation where they're like, oh yeah, we'll do Batman V Superman. Oh, you know what? Uh, can we just like cut out 30 minutes of this movie that you shot and we agreed on or with Zack Snyder with justice Lee, they'd be like, Oh, can we just like bring in a whole new director, reshoot half of it and trunk like truncate it down to two hours instead of four or three. I've it just explained makes... why they do that. Why? Not just because no one's going to release. A... Oh, I know not four movie hours. going to be like, no, I'm aware. Stop. I'm aware. But three <laughs> hours, three hours. They could do, they could you even have to earn three hours. three hours. It's a justice league movie. No, it was a Batman v Superman movie. That was supposed to be three hours too. Oh, they should have had that be three hours. They need to fucking deal with it. Like they should have, like I said, they should have been on the same page from day one is what I'm saying. They can't come in and go like, oh, your studio's not going to release it. It's like, well, yeah, read the fucking script and say this needs to be reworked because it's too damn long. So more, no, but see, here's the thing. You want some studio or at least friends having a, input otherwise you end up with like a george lucas but especially in this case because um they need like to they do that before like a very it's good too note. late before well, it's too late yeah yeah because they gave justice league a great note which is no don't have lois and bruce wayne fall in love with each other that makes the snyder cut even better because that moment is not in it because i did watch the snyder cut again and I like to bear the second time, not enough to change my letter grade, but I was having fun for all of it. Though, uh, if I do ever watch it a third time, it would not be the Justice is Great cut. It would be the uh, the cut we were given last week. But yeah, I rewatched it with my friends. It was fun. Um, in the future, in fact, I don't think I would ever rewatch the whole film again. I think I would go to my favorite. I take it back again. I would watch it in chapters. <laughs> like I would treat it like a TV show next time and do like okay. one a day. But I would do, I don't think I'll ever watch the black and white version. I'm definitely watching the black and white version. Surprised uh, you haven't all read. Oh, you have work. Version. That's right. Yeah, I, I work 10 hours a day or more, Nick. Um, so yeah, like it's, I, I, I've watched parts of it and it looks gorgeous. And I, I have to like the need to sort of defend it. I mentioned this before, it looks like it was shot for black and white because of just the, how high contrasty it is and stuff. It looks freaking gorgeous. Like this, it looks so good. It looks so good. And I usually don't like black and white stuff. Um, like when people are saying like, release Mad Max Fury Road, black and white. I'm like, you're losing so much with that. Whereas with Justice League, I almost feel like you're not losing that much. Um, because I guess the colors were already kind of muted already. Not that they didn't utilize color, but yeah, he just shoots it in a way that it feels like it was it was kind of meant for that that style. Um, but anyways, we had, I digress. Like I digressed before. I was off the rails before I even got to the story. It has to do with release the the Ayer cut, um, which Warner Brothers the uh, they have basically gone on the record and said, nope, that's it. Snyder cut's done. There's no Ayer cut. There's no more Snyderverse. That was something that we were happy to sort of let him finish, but no more. Uh, Nick, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you to hear this news? 10. Really? And I actually have a reasoning behind it. 
of why, okay. like, you know, because you have the whole, like, well, why not, like, release it, you know? Yeah. Here's why not. I'd rather, well, it's, we'll talk about it in a second. Suicide Squad's a very special case because of the trailer that dropped today. Like, you can't have competing Suicide Squads. That's fair. Like, if I was James Gunn, I'd be fucking furious at the same year or even the year after. They're like, and here's the other Suicide Squad, squad fix. But my philosophy is, why squad. dump more money into something bad when you could make something fresh and new with the same money? But you don't know it's bad. You're assuming already. Yeah. Because most Snyder cuts a rare gem that actually worked out. You don't you 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 you're, you have no information. You're just basing this on the fact that oh well. You're just assuming everything really good. Also, no, you have no information. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not assuming it. I'm just saying you you don't you basically say it's going to be bad. Why waste money on a bad thing? Like you don't know if it's a bad thing. And I'm saying has a bad reputation. Why not make like 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 they've done right now? They've made the Suicide Squad. And they're like, we'll keep the actors that worked, and then we'll make a version that people well, actually want to see based on the trailer. Here, let and me clarify. Like, this is nothing like the old shit. Let me clarify. I understand why Warner Brothers wouldn't. I'm talking about me as a consumer. I've got fuck all to lose. I'm not losing anything. Yeah, as a consumer, there's out. no reason not to. But exactly, that's, that's what I'm saying. Work. There's that's money what I'm involved. talking about, Nick. I'm just talking about you as a consumer. You lose nothing. Well, that's the thing. I potentially lose other movies. Like you don't I lose said, anything. I've... You don't lose it's, anything. The, the, the money doesn't appear out of nowhere. And that's gonna yeah, like I know it doesn't. Finish the special you... effects on a movie no one wants to see except see. So it's not uh, <laughs> Snyder. It's just the Snyder fans. Even like uh, I, I Coots hated Justice League more than anyone I know. I did the bonus episode this week with him on Justice League, and he was trying to be like diplomatic about. It. He's like. Now, uh, in case he's like, you can cut this out in case it's too problematic, but it's like, you've been comparing Snyder trolls to Trump fans. And I'm like, yeah, I have been because they won't go the fuck away. That's like, even when they get what harsh. they want, they won't go away. And they're just toxic. Even Zack Snyder called them out on it. And then they were like, fuck Zack Snyder. For me, I just, I, me watching the entire Zyder snack, Zyder, Zack Snyder cut is, is me going like, yeah. Does that seem necessary? No, but why not? It was good. Yeah, it does. It's as good. It's like, why not? I feel like freaking Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's like, today the day? Why not? And he smokes <laughs> the acid-covered cigarette. Um, that's me basically consuming anything with uh, with Zack Snyder at this point. Because I'm like, does it add to anything? Not really, but I kind of enjoy it. Um, so why not? Jonesy, I know you're kind of here incognito. Uh, we mentioned you weren't going to be on the episode, potentially due to internet issues. However, since you are here, I have to get your thoughts on the studio closing the door on both the Ayer cut and the Snyder verse. So what are your thoughts on this, Jonesy? What do you have to say? So I think I'm more in Chambers camp. Like, I don't think that we as consumers lose anything by them making more stuff. From a studio perspective, I completely understand why they wouldn't want to. Uh, Justice League is a special case in the sense that there isn't another Justice League film on the horizon. And so the studio gets to pump up their HBO Max numbers. They get to have this sort of new-ish shiny thing to tide people over until they figure out exactly what they want to do with that. Um, Nick already brought it up. We're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad trailer. 
And there's no reason for them to do that with this property. They already have a new shiny thing coming out from a better director than David Ayer. Sorry. Like if I were Anne, uh, what's Anne's last name? Um, Schne uh, I can't think of her last name. Sorry. Sarnoff? There you go. Anne Sarnoff. If I was Anne Sarnoff, that would have been a response to David Ayer's why. So I don't know if you mentioned that when we were teeing up the story. Um, but he responded to that Vanity Fair quote as just one word, why? And my response would have been like, James Gunn is a better director. <laughs> it's probably oh, God. a better movie. Than I mean, a more uh, diplomatic way would have been just to say, we have a new Suicide Squad movie coming out. And yeah, there's we're no already moving forward with that property. Confusion. Well, it's not even that. It's just yeah. you don't want to lead to brand confusion. As Nick basically said, no, you don't want brand confusion at this point. Um, it's already confusing well, enough as it confusion. is. confusion. I don't think you want to remind the mainstream audiences I... of the first Suicide Squad because they'd be less likely That's to true. go to the new one. They wouldn't even watch the trailer and be like, oh, fucking Suicide Squad again? I don't like, know no, thank you. that I think Warner Brothers slash DC has a good argument for brand confusion because we potentially have Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, Robert Pattinson as all Batmans. We've got Birds of Prey, Suicide Squad, and then the Harley Quinn cartoon. And like, they just have multiple versions. And then we've got the Joker movie um, and Jared Leto is Joker. So like DC slash Warner Brothers isn't really concerned about brand confusion. That's just not their bag. But I yeah. think this is less brand confusion and more like how do you, like the, the Suicide Squad, the name has a stench to it, to most people. It's more of that where it's like, oh, remember last time they did that and it's one of the worst superhero movies that was ever made? Like, and I, I do feel though that, I mean, I guess we'll get to the trailer. Maybe we kind of already are organically that uh, the Harley Quinn we see in the Suicide Squad trailer is identical to the Birds of Prey Harley Quinn. Like they figured her out. She's fantastic. Whereas, I don't know, I feel like I... Ayer. Treated her, I don't know, again, like, I, I know you guys hated why I brought this up last week. He's part of the frat boy club of filmmakers. What are you talking about? Where he's like, you let's make her a sexual that. idol the entire time. <laughs> let's put her in a t-shirt. Let's make sure it's wet half the movie. Um, she's hopelessly in love with the Joker, which is classic comics, but it hasn't been for, like, decades in the comics. Well, okay, not decades. Probably a decade, if that since new 52 so actually exactly 10 since years like 2012 almost i think 2012 was new 52 right no 2011 2011 okay so september yeah, <laughs> so i don't know it's just yeah, yeah but when have movies I, ever kept up with the comic books they never do true. they're always they're always 10 or more years behind well yeah like we we can't even get past dick grayson as robin in the movies it's true. Like it's been Dick Grayson every time. How many Robins have there been, right? In the movies, one. That's his point. In the comic books. My point Too is many. every time they make one of these movies, they can't get past like that, those first couple of years of these people as being heroes to even get to what you're talking about. Which is why when people say you can't deconstruct an interview uh, a universe before you construct one, or and I'm like, no, you can. That's why I, I didn't mind that Batman v Superman. 
Well, because people say Batman v Superman. He's trying. Well, he's just, everyone complained that like, oh, you can't deconstruct a universe with Batman v Superman because we don't oh. know these characters yet. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking do. You know Batman. You know Superman. Yeah. He's allowed to deconstruct it however he wants. Get the fuck yeah. out of here with that. I agree with you because we've had different versions. Yeah, if this is their first time on the big screen. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Snyder? But I agree. Gotta, yeah, but I we, don't know. I've disagreed with you on this before, but I agree with you now. It's nice that he did his own thing to an extent. Yeah. Where like he had the big, yeah, it was the big fantasy almost that you said, like epic, like Star Wars type plotting he had with like his little like was five five movies total, right? It was his original plan, three Justice Leagues, Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. Yeah. And then they were supposed to have someone posted the calendar, the original calendar of movies. It was like in a different multiverse or whatever, on a different earth. And you're looking at it, you're like, yep, Flash was already supposed to come out, Cyborg was already supposed to come out. Oh, if only and that's Batman was cable, supposed to be Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of oh that's maybe off topic. <laughs> but uh, but other news uh related to this I think is interesting has to do with Green Lantern. As you know, he's been keen to sort of add Green Lantern into the mix for a while. We got tastes of it in Justice League in the um I was about to say opening, but not opening anymore in the the flashback sequence. Um and uh, he had always mentioned his intention to bring in Jon Stewart. Now, I hadn't realized this, but at Esquire magazine, uh, he said the scene with Martian Manhunter originally, the one where mm-hmm. he's introduced to Batman, not the one with Lois, but the one where he's introduced the to end. Batman, was supposed to be Green Lantern. Light Batman. Skinny Batman. <laughs> right. Skinny <laughs> Batman. Um, he said that the studio told him he wasn't supposed to shoot anything and that there would be no film of any kind during production that was the thing they insisted on and i shot off anyway of course in my backyard and one of the things i shot was the green lantern scene which i thought was interesting i didn't know they actually shot something i thought maybe he just planned around it and he actually said he worked with an amazing actor playing john stewart who he did not reveal the name of so i'm curious i'm sure in about two years who it was no they've said since then who it was i thought who was it i don't remember the name those are one of the news articles yesterday. <laughs> really? I'll look it up or, while you talk. Yeah, I'll look, look, look while you guys talk. Yeah. Okay. And so it's not he like, said, and then it's not a name I recognized. And then they asked me when they saw the movie and saw that I put it in there, they'd take it out. And I said that I would quit if they tried to take it out. And I felt bad. The truth is, I didn't want the fans to not have a movie just based on that one stand that I was going to take. And then he said the Green Lantern was Jon Stewart, and that was part of it too. I was like, I don't want to take a person of color out of this movie. I'm not going to do it. But I felt like having Harry Lennox's Martian Manhunter at the end was, <laughs> that was okay. Sorry. So I was laughing. Uh, I was laughing because uh, I know it's like, Joss Whedon, I ain't got no problem with that. Cut out all the black people. <laughs> <I want." laughs> I'll quit. You know, just the person to finish your Snyder cut. <laughs> <sighs> anyway cyborg so, cut martian manhunter cut <laughs> iris uh, west right ryan Choi. my name ryan is Choi, my cut. name is my name is joss <laughs> whedon bitch cut them all out so nick how do you yeah. feel about green lantern not being in this movie um at this yeah, because of this whole thing with the studio I wish one of us hadn't freaked out in the first place and he should have been one of the seven throughout the entire film. It's weird to make a Justice League movie without a Green Lantern. It's really, really weird. Yeah. 
but um, no, I think they're right. Stereo there was one. He got killed. What? Yeah, but there was one. He got killed. Yeah, he was never gonna join the Justice League. Oh, must be a human so Green Lantern. Always gotta be doing his sector stuff. Who is but, it? Uh, it's it's um, it's uh, Trevante. What is his last name? I can't think of his last name, but he's from Moonlight. Hold on. Oh, okay. Uh, Rhodes, Trevante Rhodes. I wanted to say Rhodes, but I'm like, no, I'm thinking of James Rhodes. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. No, I, I don't. If you uh, I, if you ever saw that. So you're telling me it wasn't it wasn't. Uh... Let's just say it's from Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what's his face? What the fuck's his name? Tyrese. Yeah. Tyrese. He's wanted to play that's him. It. Tyrese Gibson. Well. Since the Snyderverse is its own thing, I guess why not give him Green Lantern? But because he's a bad actor. actor. No, 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 no. I'm talking about no, 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 no. Zack Snyder. He means Zack Snyder, yeah. Oh, okay. But then that would rule out that actor from getting that role in a different film or TV show like Green Lantern. I Corps. mean, not necessarily. He could still do it later and then not worry about yeah, continuity. But, yeah, but then they'd be concerned about brand confusion. <laughs> no, but the so is this the Snyderverse reason- or not? But it doesn't bother me that much that they cut it because it's like the same reason Marvel wouldn't let Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. use sword. It's like we have plans for that. <laughs> like you can't burn through all of our thing. mythology. Like we have plans. Obviously they have plans for Jon Stewart. Yeah, yeah but do. the difference is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be somewhat connected to the MCU, yeah. whereas this... It was, at is, least at the time. Right. Remember, and all this of this is, is connected. <laughs> One, so that's what I was saying. Starnoff is saying like this is its own pocket universe, and so from that perspective, there shouldn't have been a reason not to let them do this. But at the same time, like, I like Zack Snyder overall is like okay, fair enough. Like you want to do your own thing, I I, I guess all Martian Manhunter Martian Manhunter will have to do, and uh, I I didn't mind Martian Manhunter. It would have seemed weird to me. Like I, I liked it as a bookend. Uh, to have Martian Manhunter in the middle of the movie and then at the end. It would have been strange to me if Martian Manhunter kind of fucked off when we never saw him again and then yeah. Green Lantern shows up at the end. I'd be like, that's interesting. That's true. This, it would have been weird. This, so where the fuck like, were you, Lantern? Right. Narratively, this made more sense. Um, yeah, and then also, though, what's his name? Said there were no lanterns. Steppenwolf said there were no lanterns. So like, where you been hiding, brah? Especially if you're so That just lets you know he's bad at his job. That's why he got you know, fired. <laughs> he's not Hal Jordan, though. He's John Stewart. He's good at his job. No, no, no. Uh, Steppenwolf. Oh. Steppenwolf better at his, <laughs> his job finding. He found the anti-life equation. Come on. Darkseid lost that which, planet. So I'm curious. Is this a, is this a, a plot hole? Um, I saw this meme, and I really loved it. It was Thanos talking to Darkseid. He's like, let me see if I get this straight. They whooped your ass so bad that you forgot where the planet was? And he's like, what yeah, that, that was interesting. I um, thought of that too. I think it fits because it was like thousands of years ago or whatever. He wasn't the same. Didn't they say he's not the boss yet in that fight scene? So that know. would explain why he got beat. My quite like, I feel like if you got beat, you, you remember, remember, that remember where the fuck that was. Kutz and I, I talked remember, about like, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, that seems strange to me and interesting. Uh, I'm curious why that I don't was. think so because inter- interdimensional travel is complicated. Um, 
and it's easy, especially if you get your ass beat. You're like, I don't remember where it was, or maybe yeah, like, but okay, so maybe they maybe put it another ups. way. They had they had bad record keepers, man. They had bad bookkeeping. I see. So, so you're saying that the Stargate just wasn't functioning right, and so after you got beat, like you went and took that glyph off the Stargate, and we're like, we're never fucking going back here. Yeah, pretty much. And then they're like, where are we? And then thousands of years passed, and they're like, I forgot. I'm I'm willing to bet that that would have been a thing that would have been explained in another movie because that seems like a very strange thing and I'm willing to bet with another movie they would have found a way to tie that up. Probably. It was a superhero movie so I let it go but yeah. Yeah. I did not find the first time I was watching it I'm like wait he lost a planet? (laughs) I mean I guess there are a lot of planets. It's like where is it? Oh. (laughs) It's like it's like that uh, that that was it. (laughs) That that Zac Efron meme, it's like where the planet at, and she's going, hmm. like shrugging. One. I don't you think I've that seen mean? that either. No. Nope. That reminds me. They basically had one where they uh they they put Hayden Christensen's head on his face, and they go like, where are the younglings at? Younglings at, and he's just like shrugging. <laughs> I, don't know. I like that one. Uh, any last words about Zack Snyder's Snyderverse or anything? All of the above, the entire Related umbrella. Before it. we move on to uh, the tangential potentially most exciting piece of news for the day wait as related to oh uh the last thing i would say is i think it's kind of interesting that uh billy crudup is out now oh yeah i don't like that placed by rom livingston because he didn't want to right sounds like bill has a case of the mondays (laughs) i don't think i don't know snyder fans are i got it i got it uh snyder fans are uh They'll obviously notice, and they're the ones who watch the movie. But I think if this was a wide release and everyone watched the movie, and then like a year later, the Flash comes out and it's a different actor, most people would never notice the difference between those two actors. Like I feel like that's not true at all. The average movie go. My mom's gonna notice that they recast his dad's role. Your mom's not saw this movie this year, then went to uh, Flash next year. No, she wouldn't. Neither would my sister exactly. or my dad. So she doesn't count people. So it's not so my her. entire family doesn't count. <laughs> No, they don't count if like the the audience that you're talking about is saying they won't notice. Well, they're not going to see the movie, so yeah, of course they won't notice. We're, we need the people who are going to oh, see both movies. Oh, my parents are seeing the Flash. Oh, okay. I'm taking them to the Flash. Okay, I thought I you said them they weren't going to see it. I just spared them Justice League and Suicide Squad after I made them watch Batman v Superman. Okay, that's yeah. fair. But like, um, I'm actually sorry, go ahead. Uh, but I'm kind of bummed. I like Billy Crudup a lot in it. And as that role, like he was there for like what two minutes of the movie, but, but he was I really just, good. he he was really good, like he, very. I heartfelt. agree with you guys on that. Like he was um, excellent. I just don't think most people will notice. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting replacement, Ron Livingston, as most people know from Office Space. That is well, interesting. It's not a lot of so drama, thing, too. You're actually going to be happy for the reason why. Okay. Uh, oh, I know I the reason. Oh, go ahead. That. Oh, it was a scheduling conflict with the morning show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, oh, okay. I'm actually really excited about that. Uh, I, I'm bummed, but I think that he picked the right role because he's <laughs> fucking awesome in Morning Show. Yeah, is, you, did you watch Morning he was Show? On Morning Show. I might start watching it. I'm a big, it's big so Billy good. fan. He's even good in Mission Impossible 3, and he's not no, in he's, it super long. <laughs> he is the best part of Morning Show where, like, oh, my God, this guy is just, like, he's, like, the Joker in it in that I just want to be entertained. I want to see things yeah. go crazy. And then – it's just really interesting how just his allegiances sort of shift. And I'm not sure he's a good guy at this point, but he kind of is. And I'm like, I like you, but I know you're kind of a piece of shit. So I'm not sure what to think. 
So tell me if you got this vibe. I was like, what if Matthew McConaughey, news producer? Like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like that's the vibe that I got off of him. He's just like, all right, all right, all right. Just kind of very chill. I did not no. think of him at all. No, I mean, I could Damn see it. it a little bit, but uh, I, I don't think so. I don't know. Something about Wolf of Wall Street got stuck in my head as I'm watching him do this thing. I, I don't think he started pounding his chest, or whatever that freaking, uh, whatever hell it was. I watched that movie once. With his I liked it, but it was too long. Uh, but yeah, but yeah are... I, I'm, I'm bummed. I think it was ultimately a good call. I wish he could have done both. But as you mentioned, he was a small part and hopefully Ron Livingston can make the role of his own and give me the same feels that uh, Billy Crudup did in that two-minute scene. Let me tell you, he won't. But you, you, keep, you, you keep hope alive. You keep hope alive. Yeah, I'll light a candle. I got my, got my Catholic Virgin Mary candle here. So I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and keep it alive. Very good for radio. I showed, but for the radio, I showed an image. Wait, was of, that your Danny? Virgin Mary candle. <laughs> Just any oh. accent I could do. It wasn't specifically Danny. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's move on to the next story of the day. Still DC related. Uh, it was teased yesterday on, on when, excuse me, on Thursday, that they would drop a trailer on Friday for none other than The Suicide Squad, directed and written by James Gunn, who is very famous for his Guardians of the Galaxy films and as well as his, his stint in horror prior to that. And um, it looks real good. I will have to say it looks really fun. It has a lot of fun characters. It has a lot of his typical uh, bantery dialogue that we can expect from James Gunn based on his Guardians of the Galaxy films. And I'm pretty excited. Like th- it just looks like a fun, rollicking good time in the theaters have a couple of beers, try to hide it while in theaters. Well, whenever the time you're opening up a can with the explosion, I think you'll be okay. You'll be safe. They won't kick you out. It sounds like that kind of movie. Or you can go to Alamo Draft House and like pay triple for the beer, but it's- It's true. (laughs) It's on tap. Jonesy, uh, what were your first thoughts upon the trailer and its overall style difference from the original film? I am cynical. mostly because I've been fooled by quick cuts and a good song before, specifically by this franchise. So the thing that gives me faith is James Gunn. And this looks tonally very different. Um, It seems to lean more into the comedy aspects of the Suicide Squad than the bang, bang, shoot them up. Although there is plenty of that in this trailer. Uh, I really, really, really dug it. Uh, I'm hoping that James Gunn is able to bring this franchise to Guardians of the Galaxy level um, the same like yeah that's what I'm hoping you know it's funny I I almost get a I I get three directors come to mind when I see this movie trailer um Martin McDonough 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 I don't know how to say this name McDonough 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 that's it who is that he did in Bruges okay Um, so you told me (laughs) I love in Bruges I know who he is now yeah, so so him, Martin Mc, Mc, McDonough. We have uh, what the fuck's his name? Guy Ritchie. What movie? And, oh. Yeah. And uh, the third one. Oh my god, who was the third movie? You were gonna say Edgar Wright. No, I wasn't. That's someone I thought uh, of when you were listing three people. No, who the hell was it? Uh, there's, there's there's him. There's Martin the McDonough. Movie? There's ah, I don't remember. I'll have to get back to you on that. That's but two, not three, Jammer. 
I'm aware. Uh, <laughs> but in the meantime, Nick, why don't you go ahead and let me know your overall thoughts for the Suicide Squad trailer? I only watched it once, but okay. after this, I'll watch it. <laughs> it's not an insult, but I get so much out of it with multiple viewings because that trailer is excellent. I dug the entire thing. Um, yes, we have like an 80s song, but that feels right for a trailer for a James Gunn film and not like a, a cop-out because that's his shtick, like a good in a good way. Um, it felt like Guardians enough, but then again, it's able to go a lot farther because he's given a lot of characters he can kill, you know. And like, I, I, think, I think we'll see our Roker... <laughs> Sounds like he's the slipknot of this movie already. Just seeing one trailer, I'm like, uh oh. But um, it looks great, and he's he's able to do his R-rated version too, where you see people getting ripped in half, and there's blood, and and the Harley Quinn's the Harley Quinn opening scene is fantastic. I think. yeah, it, I, it just, I loved uh, what's his name called. Like it was a good plan. We were gonna save you. Now we don't get to do still the plan. Doing... Like yeah. <laughs> It's it's like funny. He's, like, that's, he's like that's patronizing like he just elbows he's climbing back down yeah. like that like i said earlier that I, I, it seems like this is a a sequel to uh, Har- uh birds of prey more than it's a sequel to suicide squad though obviously i guess it's not a sequel to either i mean who cares i know but i just i that's why i liked about it is i'm like this feels like an even bigger version of birds of prey and I love yeah. Birds of Prey, so I am definitely... It's Birds of Prey plus Guardians of the Galaxy. It was really interesting, though, to me that they were able to just say from James Gunn without oh, being, I, like, director I, I was, of Guardians I was of the really, Galaxy. I was waiting for them to go, like, say, the director of that movie we won't mention. I was expecting them to say something like that. Um, yeah, that would be funny. Gonna, we're not going to advertise our competitor's movie. Right. That would have been well, funny. Well, it's not really advertising. It's Usually it's for people who don't know who he is yet. Yeah. and they're like you remember like for people like if my parents saw that in theaters again bring it back to my parents they're yeah, older but they do watch the all of these movies would let that stand they, the I mean, fanboys would let that stand it. what the, if you thought- if you said Guardians of the Galaxy for a DC movie I think people would be pissed like it, it would start some sort of flame war yeah, yeah. Themselves. it's just how you sell Shut a movie it, you say what his previous movies are like Judd Apatow, director of like, but you're not gonna say director not. of Slither, or you know, you you have you can't say they just they get can't it. super Slither yeah, movies you haven't. I seen. don't think that they would. If I were the studio, I wouldn't. So I get why they didn't. Yeah, I get why they didn't too. But also, uh, fanboys, if it were, if it did happen, they can fuck themselves if they freak out about it. I, um, I kind of get what you mean, but. I don't, given where we are with the Snyder Cut, I don't know if you want to poke the bear. Ah, the bear can go fuck himself. Which I feel this trailer has already. What are your thoughts on it, Jammer? Then we'll get to my theory. Oh, I thought this movie looked really fun. Um, I'm really excited for it. This is probably the most excited for a movie I've been since Zack Snyder's Justice League, which obviously just happened. But I mean, as far as (laughs) since the, the trailer for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which was like six months ago. Um, so it's easily the one that I've been most excited for. I love the banter back and forth. I love sort of the irreverence, as I mentioned before. Martin, it reminds me kind of of Martin McDonough with sort of his style. Um, and obviously James Gunn, his previous movies. I love the, the, the sort of twist he did on 
you do this, you die, you do this, you die. And then you have Harley Quinn kind of butting in and saying, you have a personalized license plate, you die. You know, you, you cough without covering your mouth, you die. And he's like, no, no, but don't see that as an invitation don't do that. to cough. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. And it was just like, I love I think that was my favorite. Dude. I actually think that was my favorite part of it. The fact that he had to say like, he agreed with her, but also like, that's not what we're saying. Like, yeah. He couldn't go either way. So it was really funny. So I like well, that intentional like... COVID joke too. Yeah, right. It's like that aged <laughs> well. Did that age well? Question mark. Yes, I did. think it'll be funnier because of it for some of us. Um, but yeah, like so that was good. I like the the variety of weird characters that we have in shitty costumes. It's great, and knowing that probably most of them are not going to live makes it even better. Uh, and was it polka dot I... man the trailer who says he wants to die? It was. Yeah, like, yeah what... <laughs> he's a hope so. So you know he's gonna uh, live. <laughs> I know that's Probably. what I was thinking too. I'm like, he has to live. Like I can imagine all the entire time. Over DC and Marvel. I'm imagining him trying to kill himself constantly, but failing. That would be so funny. Uh, and then you have I, that sounds dark, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the funniest part for me. What was the funniest part? What was it? What was it? What did you think of that bag of dicks line? That was okay. That was weird. See, like, it wasn't I just don't think John Cena. So here's my thing. I don't, I'm not, I've never dug John Cena as an actor. And so okay. like having him do comedy stuff, like he just, he has never done it for me. Even when he was wrestling, I'm like, this is okay, I guess. Wrestling. I never understood why people loved him that much. And I yeah. still don't get why he gets put in a bunch of movies now. Like if I look at Dave Batista, I 100% understand his crossover appeal. Like as a wrestler, as an actor, he is, you know, two, three times better than John Cena. So I will Rock say this: he start a beginning too, though. I no, think John I Cena. No, he didn't. I think John Cena probably would be better if he wasn't super buff, because I think he has a very interesting and dry sense of humor that almost is at odds with his physique. Meh. He's like too smart for his physique. So I think that makes, makes him sense? funnier, honestly. It just, it's just weird. It's weird to me. But anyways, I'm what I was going to say. A super in love with him, Jonesy. I'm not part of that crowd either. Like, I haven't yeah, even seen either. Blockers or anything, but I'm excited for him in this. I thought he was funny in Blockers. HBO show about him. Um, but anyways, my funniest part for me is when he's like, we got to kaiju up in this shit. Like, I think that yes. guy's going to steal the show. Um, uh, that's and, Steve uh, Agree or Steve G or whatever. His, the, I don't the, know who that is. actor's name is. He was like on the Sarah <laughs> Silverman show. And okay. Like, He's been a loss. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's one of uh, one of the henchmen. Yeah, one of the henchmen of the Ravengers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited for what this movie is, and I can't wait to watch it on HBO Max and maybe theaters. Maybe in theaters. Oh, maybe in theaters. I'll say one funny thing that jumped out to me, like without saying anything. Amanda Waller's just fatigued. Viola Davis's when Harley Quinn showed up and she was like, God damn it. Just yeah. like, you could just tell, like, it's funny because in the comic books, like she puts these folks to their ringers and she doesn't really seem bothered. But in this, she's like, I can't wait to fucking retire. Like, I'm just tired <laughs> of these assholes. Um, so I'm really curious what her relationship is with the, with them in this one. How do you feel about their upgrading tech? Their tech is now upgraded and they no longer have collars and just have this thing actually inputted into the back of their heads. Oh, I prefer it. Do you guys? Yeah, I liked it. What's I that? actually did remember they had collars in the first one. I thought it was the same deal, but yeah. I think they had collars. They did. Nah, they did. Okay. 
I'm pretty sure they did. Okay. Well, well, what's that thing Joker ejected someone with when he was trying to rescue Harley? I thought that was the thing they got ejected with. You already know more about that movie than I do because I don't remember what the fuck you're talking about. I've with seen that. it more times than you actually. I bet. I, I you have. Oh, I, I've watched it once and a half. And yet you want a better cut? <laughs> I've seen it ten times and I don't want a different cut. Yeah, that's why. Is because you you put yourself through that misery and you're like, oh, I don't want to do Wait, it again. You're, like, you're deriding him because he wants a better version. <laughs> Me? <laughs> because yeah, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm past. I do want to bring up. I, I hear I haven't actually been on Twitter yet today. You know what's the equivalent of? It's the equivalent of you saying like, "Oh, I had a McDonald's burger. I didn't like it, so I'm not going to bother having a gourmet burger." But you don't know if it's going to be gourmet. But Jammer, you're going to try burgers it could again. Be White Castle. It could be, but you know, it might be great. It might be White Castle. It might be Red Robin. It might be, I don't know, Michelin star winning restaurant. You don't even know. Could be one of those. Well, yeah, if thrill. someone was redirecting the higher cut mm-hmm. like uh, Spielberg, then I'd know I'm going to a Michelin star <laughs> restaurant. The higher cut. <laughs> That's what we should call him from now on, David Iyer. Uh So I, uh, it, Jonesy, since it seems like we kind of have you here, can you introduce the yep. next news story? I actually have to go let my dog in. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I have Who let the, let the dogs, dogs in. <laughs> Yeah, what story do you guys want to do next? I want, I want to give my theory first. So uh, the Snyder Cut people are already pissed online about this trailer because they're like, this isn't canon. You know, they're doing that whole thing. It's like Snyder versus canon. So I have a theory that... How isn't it, though? It's just the Snyder versus people freaking out and being like, why did you release this a week within like the version we wanted? Like, we want the higher cut. We don't want this. You know, it's like caused a divide because, you know, most people do want this version. And I think that's, this has been Marvel's plan the whole time. They put Joss Whedon in Justice League so that he'd fuck it up. And then the fans would get pissed and they demand the Snyder cut. And then Warner Brothers would give them the Snyder cut. At the same time, Marvel pretended to fire James Gunn who they sent over to DC to make a different Suicide Squad. And now the fans are eating each other over it. And that's Marvel's plan from the beginning. That's the theory. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. That's, it's an interesting theory. I'm, I'm going to disagree. Um, you know, it, you know, was, it was I, also I, part of Marvel's plan. They're like, hey, Joss, can you be really verbally abusive and sexist on set, please? No, they were just like, now they're not on a Marvel set. Act how you normally act. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the next story, uh, and I'm, I didn't know if this is the one that you were referring to, Jammer. Is it the fact that Keaton has not been confirmed for the Flash? Yeah, that's 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 a good story to go to. It's all in line with DC. And it's all, it's all the same fun. thing. So yeah, yeah. So what we found out was that Michael Keaton has been living on what eleven acres in England. He's been busy. And he told DC, he was like, hey, you know, listen, I, uh, I've just been busy. Uh, I got this other stuff going on. I'm producing this stuff. I've had conversations about it. I've got a script for The Flash. It's on my iPad. But, you know, I just haven't had fucking time to look at it. Um, and so I think that that's pretty interesting. And it sounds like he is very COVID averse. Um, and I said 11 acres. It's actually 17 acres uh, that he's hanging out on. So he is Batman. I'm kind of he is Batman. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens going forward because if it turns out that he's not in this movie, 
to be quite honest, Ezra Miller doesn't really do it for me as the Flash. So him by himself was not going to get me to watch this movie. Uh, it would have just been this podcast that would have gotten me to watch Ezra Miller yeah. as the Flash. But you stick Michael Keaton in it, and I got my nostalgia feels, and I will be there day one watching it. So skinny Ben Affleck isn't exciting you, uh, enough for you. Uh, I mean, would have been fine, but I don't think that they're going to do. Let's see. It depends on how they would have to pivot, and I wouldn't know until I saw the movie. I'm given that Ben Affleck doesn't have a feature in this universe seemingly no it probably wouldn't have done it for me um i think the way that they've talked about positioning keaton as kind of the i don't want to say nick fury but that's what that's the term that was thrown around yeah given that kind of be been, the uh the the almost the batman beyond i right, think that's the whole point of bringing him over still too is eventually get and to that so that aspect of it is another thing that would have made me more interested to see Ezra Miller's The Flash to see how that would work out. But if that didn't happen and it wasn't him, no, I wouldn't be into it all. But uh, Nick, what do you think? Um, yeah, he is the main reason I'm excited for it. But I, I've outside of the podcast, again, the podcast I'll watch anything for. I only plan on watching DC movies that have Batman, Constantine, or Harley Quinn in them. That's just my new rule. It's actually been my rule before. The only reason I saw... I don't... What is it with you and your whole self-imposed rules? It's well, so Well, I'm not weird. a DC like, fan. I'm a, a Batman and a Constantine fan. The more I watch these, the more I'm putting, convinced why, of that. Why are, you putting, why are you putting Nick in a box? Why is Nick in a box? You, got, you can't put Nick in a box. Nick wants to be free. Same reason those are the only comics I'd ever read from DC. See, like, but I, I mean, like, you LRM, don't have to make I need a rule an LRM for yourself. It's weird that you... I need an LRM it's near, of... <laughs> Nick, like in a box, Brad Pitt screaming, What's in the box? And then Nick just jumps out. <laughs> it's me! <laughs> I've been in my little box! What's in the box? It's me, Nick Doll. <laughs> no, but it's dead. just like, I'm like, I get, I get your point. It's like, I normally, I normally like Batman comics, or I only, I usually only like this, but why is this like, I have a rule that I only watch them with these characters? It's so weird. Well, it's not even a rule, See, it's just, a, it's taste. Like, I mean, those, those are my tastes. Not saying it's, I have better no, I get it. for it. Like I said, like, you did call it a rule. Like, He's reacting to what you call it. Rule. Yeah, you call it a rule. We are going to break your one rule. <laughs> that was really, really good. Thanks. <laughs> I think it works better because I can't see you for some reason. <laughs> And the perfect response. Oh, fuck. yeah, I'm more reacting to to you labeling it as rules. Like, obviously, like I said, like I usually like stuff with Batman, but like I made a rule and I can't break it. I have morals. No DC without Batman or Harley Quinn. Them's the rules. Hey, listen, Jammer, Jammer, man's got to have a code. So yeah, let's do it. And I said Constantine, <laughs> and I would say Joker, even though. God, no more new Jokers, please. You say that until we get a really good Joker that you like, in which case you're like, you know, I was wrong. Why make the I've liked you every you Joker so far, except for su the Suicide Squad version. I haven't liked the Leto version in Justice League. It's just there's too many fucking Jokers. They, they, they're stuck on this one character. You know, it's like it's like if, 
Yeah, but there's other fucking characters they've never done who are excellent. Do Do you know why? Because again, because people we only can want never the get past it. No, it's because we can't get past that point in their history. The same thing that we started with. It's come full circle. We always reboot these characters before we get to the interesting shit. Oddly enough, not true with the Michael Keaton slash Tim Burton slash Joel Schumacher era. Like we burned through a bunch of villains and now we just can't get past that point again, which I find absolutely fascinating that those movies were complete shit, but we can't seem to get there again with quote unquote good movies. Because even the Nolan films, like the Joker, I mean, the, not the Joker, the Scarecrow, the only new villain in that franchise. Bane. Well, yeah, he's not. Bane, Bane was, was used terribly, Batman but he was Robin. used. Yeah, he was in Batman and Robin. But he's so, it's such uh, a different Bane. Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, and Ra's al Ghul. So the first film was the only one that had original. So wait, we have Ra's al Ghul. Um, did they have, did they have the, uh, the, gangs, the, the gangster people in the, other movies they didn't really deal with the gang in the other movies Falcone i wouldn't consider Zaz. him a super villain victor zazz victor zazz yeah, yeah but he's sitting in a jail like that's like a cameo no he was he was murdering people at the end of the of batman begins he got out of jail yeah Remember but he, he wasn't was... like a focus no he was oh, never a focus of, he Zaz, like had like how we're doing it five seconds no, was barely a focus 30 batman seconds robin see now we gotta have rules now we need nick doll rules for what does it mean to be a new villain in a movie is it that you're just well, in the movie, or or do you have? I think it's like a, a it's a point. That's a good point. That's a good point. I would say you, if you're in the movie, you're. It counts. You gotta have so Victor's ass counts. You gotta have dialogue. You have to dialogue. That's how he like did. Tinker and those guys like Spider Man has a bunch of villains, and they count because they at least have dialogue. Though I wouldn't count. We haven't seen Scorpion. We've seen the guy become Scorpion. So we do have Scorpion because we but saw we the guy seen... who become Scorpion. Yeah, but we've also. We meet all kinds of people who become people later and across the Marvel and DC, but they never do because they're some of them are just Easter eggs you plug in. So, have we seen the leader in the MCU? Yeah, because yes. he already became the leader. His head did got he? all mutated. Yeah, but he did. Is that, is that all it takes? Is a big head to become a leader? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm arguing with this. Let's move on. <laughs> just want new characters all right or people who haven't been done great (laughs) so okay wait so before we move on to that point if if that's the argument i haven't seen the good bane yet you don't like oh yeah okay that's fair so now you don't like the character in the movie no no i I don't like the movie character no 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 as a character i love bane um but neither the one from batman robin nor uh Dark Knight Rises were what I meant. good versions of Bane. But I, I would argue you would not you would not get without without the Dark Knight Rises, you would not get the best version of Bane to exist <laughs> yet, which is the one from <laughs> yes. Harley Quinn. Of course. Yeah. I am just credit ba- cards reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bane is basically the Steppenwolf of that yes. series. The writers promised they'd <laughs> never kill him off. Good. No matter how I was far really the series worried. goes, they're like, we'll never kill off Bane. Hey, At hey Bane, of, we got uh, this chair for you. <laughs> I love having two faces like together. Little bit. You know, two I, faces. I actually, my face and your face. I became... Oh, no, two faces. The poster. 
I became so, so scared at the end of I think season two for Bane when she was killing was like, everyone else. She was killing everyone else. I was like, oh no, not Bane! Please, not Bane! Don't no, do Bane. Bane got his nice like little little hole in the ground that Two Face gives him. Well, it actually bothered me that I didn't uh, that we didn't see how he was until I think the very end of the season that he was alive, and I was just like, oh thank God. Well, remember they escape without killing him. Like they just leave the pit without killing him. Well, I know that, but he, he fell, and I was like, That's "Did true, he die? I don't know." Falling in comic like, book anime died. shows, every other one they like viciously murder in that season, and it's obvious sure. they're. Hey, it's Game of Thrones rules for Harley Quinn. Nobody is not dead. Well, those are classic comic book rules, Bond rules. Caffeine is my reckoning. <laughs> I could have blown up that stadium. I need to rewatch that show. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> the stadium it's lines. So good. Like, ah! I love I love the part in the show when what was it? It was uh he he was gonna lend out or he was gonna check out Harley Quinn's crew. He's like, but I already went through the human resource thing or whatever the fuck he said. It was so funny. <laughs> what the goons? <laughs> I already filled out all the paperwork. I, I still want to know what they did to Aquaman that Warner Brothers is like, no, you can't do this. Oh, yeah. We've had that conversation. You're going to have to specify what you're talking about for the audience who maybe not, may or not know what oh, you're talking about. Oh, so sorry, audience. That is so funny. The show that Warner Brothers next, they told the, they told the show like, no, you can't do this. I would love to know what that was. Yeah, yeah. Who so, knows what it was? Maybe just curious. Yeah. Just curious. Oh, really quick, random. All of this of... Shit, like Harley Quinn made a vagina out of a flamethrower, like she out of ice. <laughs> but whatever they did with Aquaman was too far. That was a step too far. He probably like fucked a dolphin or something, or something That's really just over the top crude like that. <laughs> I just hope that I wish they would bring back Ray Funches. Is that his name? Yeah, from King Shark. As into the Suicide Squad, like. <laughs> Just the same voice, but no other connection to the TV show. Because, yeah, it's funny. Because I remember um, Jonesy making a statement about how funny it is, like, hearing that voice come out of his mouth, and I didn't get it. And I saw Ray Funches for the first time, like, on a TV show, like, last week. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yep. Because I'd never seen him before. I'm like, oh. Anyways, are we good? We, we move it yeah, on? Jeremy's not into it. To the next, sorry. To the next thing. Sorry, Jammer. Sorry, we're we're bringing it down. We're good. Okay. All right. So, apparently, Derek Kolstad, who has been so busy in the world of Marvel, apparently has been silently just pushed away, pushed, 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 pushed off the John Wick series, away from John Wick Four, away from John Wick Five. So, the question I have for you, Jonesy. How do you feel about the lifeblood of John yeah. Wick getting enema out of the franchise? This town needs um, an Emina. I think <laughs> um, <laughs> Phenomena. Sorry. And movies deep. I feel like this series has kind of taken on a life of its own. Um, and he admittedly shared writing credit with quite a few people in this last film. And I, I think there, there are enough people in this brain trust that can keep the series going. It's disappointing because you never know what the original guy had in store, right? There might've been something else going on in his head that could have been great. It's disappointing also that it sounds like it wasn't his choice. 
that he was just seemingly pushed out. And I think that that's probably the most disappointing aspect of it. And the last thing for me is as long as they have, it's weird for me because I just for this franchise and the fact that they still have the director of the first three movies on board for the fourth gives me hope. It might mean that the lore isn't as deep or anything like that, but I, I'm still expecting a good movie. So is this, uh, I've never heard his name before. And I, I miss the story. He's, he's the writer of all of them slash creator. He's, but he's not a director. Correct. Okay. So he's written all three. The con- He's probably worked on the Continental, which I think is already in development, isn't it? And yeah, so uh, yeah, that thing's been in development for seven years. So, yeah. yeah. He solo wrote the first two and then the third one. I think there were maybe two or three other people that had a writing credit with him. Since he built the, do we know, uh, is he the writer of Mr. Nobody 2 or a co-writer since he kind of created the universe? That I don't know. Okay. Because I, I guess I don't have a strong enough opinion about it because I haven't seen the third movie. Like, does it go anywhere? I'm just, because when I think of the first two, I just think of, I don't even remember the plots except for he's wanted by everyone in the second movie. It's just well, like. the first one is the dog. Yeah. The second one is everyone's trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. What is the third one? Third Isn't one everyone's is... continuing trying to kill him? And then Halle Berry shows up with yeah, another dog? But what? I don't remember what precipitated all the killing in the third one. No, I thought it was the after the end of the second one. Remember, he's still... By the end of the second one, he's wanted by everyone. There's oh, like right. I'm sorry. Assassin after him in yeah, the second so one. the third one is everyone's trying him. The second one is he... He breaks gets, the rule in the second one. Yeah, he breaks the rule in the second one. And that's what precipitates all the killing in the third one. Man, the I need fourth, to watch all these this weekend. Does it set up the fourth one as being like, I assume he doesn't kill all the assassins in the third one. He kills uh, pretty much, well, not all the ones in the world, no, but he kills pretty much everybody in the, in, at the end of this one. And then he, um, I don't, I don't want to ruin it. Are you going to watch it? No. Don't ruin it. Okay. Don't ruin it. Okay. okay. Don't ruin it. I do want to watch Mr. Nobody and I hope that eventually they do Bob Odenkirk versus John Wick. So are they connected, Bob? Are these, do these take place in the same universe? Yeah, he's a retired guy. Okay. From the like, he's one of the people who was actually retired, and much older than. Well, actually, he's probably the same age as Keanu Reeves. I was gonna say, he isn't Keanu Reeves retired? Because he's always he's been city, balding. City miles, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is a comedian's body. Like he was going bald back in the twenties with uh, his buddy. Uh, God, what's his face? They were going bald together. Yeah. David Cross and they were going bald together back when they were doing their very first sketch show. Uh, show. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So it's not like he's... I like how you mentioned yeah, he the, looks older this than idea he isn't. Of someone get, going bald with somebody together. So, like... Yeah, it's I never like, thought it's I'd like sinking. They live side in the same by house. side with the man. How about side yeah, by side? They live in the same house. Friend. They're periods. They're, they line up. Yes. Same thing. Same Baldness thing. lines up. <laughs> yeah. It's like the menstruation cycle. Same di- same difference. So I shouldn't live same with deal. anyone who's balding. You know, it's really right. funny. When you mentioned Bob Odenkirk at Fest, my mind went to, oh my God, what is his name? Bob Odenkirk? Not Odenkirk. Oh, that The is... guy who did Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh. You know what's funny? For the longest time, I thought they were the same. See? It's not just me. I just love Bob Odenkirk oh. too much, even before. Looks like... Looks like... We lost uh, we lost yeah. Jonesy here, um, but I'm gonna look up Kung Pao 
because I, I don't remember his name. My my sister actually interned at his company. I think it was Big O Entertainment. Steve Odekirk. Wow, it is that close. It. <laughs> yeah, uh, as opposed to Bob Odenkirk. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to the next story of the day. It's kind of John Wick tangential, John Wick related. And hopefully by the time I get to the end of explaining what this story is, Jonesy will be back. So there is some news regarding PlayStation, uh, PlayStation's new studio, and it has to do with Ghost of Tsushima, which is a PlayStation 4 game that was released, I want to say last year, definitely was last year, and uh, it's based in, in Japan, and it is uh, it's a very hyper-realistic, really cool-looking game. I actually haven't played it, but they have a director in the form of Chad Stahelski, who is known for his work as the director of the John Wick <laughs> movies, all three of them up to this point. Uh, so at first, you know, I know Nick was not super excited about this news or super, wasn't really thinking much about this news because he never played the game. But for me, I'm actually a little surprised at this news simply because we're at an age where I feel like it's efforts are being made to increase the diversity behind the camera and to get a property like ghosts of Tsushima, which is Japanese and to give it to Chad Stahelski, it just seems a little tone deaf to me. You guys uh, Jonesy. Uh, uh, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know that I think it's tone deaf mostly because of, well, I, I 100% understand what you're saying. And would it yeah. be nice if the studio made that leap and did that? Yes. But the funny thing about that is um, Japanese studios are actually lauding the game itself. So the game uh, was developed by Sucker Punch Studios, which is responsible for Uncharted, which is the other Sony video game franchise that's making a leap to the big screen. And so there are Japanese video game producers, specifically uh, the creator of the Yakuza games, was saying like, this game is so good, it basically should have been made by Japan. And so from that perspective, I think that it's very interesting that even the game itself uh, made by an American studio is being held up by Japanese video game creators as saying that you guys really got the culture absolutely right and so that's really quick i want to i want to i want to add a correction sucker punch studios did not do uh uncharted they did infamous no no no. um ghost of shishima i know they didn't sucker punch studios didn't you said they did uncharted they did not do uncharted no no uncharted is the other sony game that's coming to the big screen did i oh okay gotcha i thought i heard what jammer heard too but we're oh, good. sorry. Okay. If, if I screwed up, if I screwed up what I said, what I meant was, so the other video game franchise coming to the big screen is Uncharted. Um, and that but, was, oh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that it's, it's interesting to me that they are um, super into this game that came out. So it's interesting, again, that it was developed by an American studio. So we'll see. 
And that was yeah. going to be my question because I, mean, I thought I'd heard that too. That it was it wasn't even a Japanese. It wasn't made by a Japanese gaming studio, even though Sony is obviously a Japanese no, company. No. So does that? But I don't. Now is going to be my question. Does that make it any better? Probably not. Having a white not director on it, if it's a franchise made by white people to begin with. I mean, it's the thing but, is, if it's a. Once again, just because it's made by American doesn't mean it's made by white people. I want to put throw that out there. But uh, it probably was. True, I have no idea. True. About the, the well, I'm make, assuming the all makeup, the, the leads uh, on it were. Yeah. Uh, but my, my point is that this is, even if it wasn't created by people of color, this is an opportunity to give someone a potential to direct a big budget property having to do with, you know, Japanese culture. So it's like, it, I don't know if it justifies it personally. No, that's um, the question. I don't I, think it does either, but. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Jonesy? Sounds like you're, you're not really as hard on this as, as I am. I just think it's interesting. Um, I think it's an inter- interesting way to look at it. I do think that, so the thing that kind of sucks about the way that some of these properties out of Japan are developed is this way. They have their own film studios and their own games and stuff like that. They are less concerned about that than we are. Um, and I learned a lot of that when it came to Ghost in the Shell. So, but yeah, of course watching. they're not, they're not concerned about it because they live in a homogenistic society, right? Like they're just happy to see their shit, make it over to Hollywood. They don't care about, I don't like, even they, think they, no, they, they, they don't care. They don't care. So like, I don't know if them not caring. I think that that's interesting. Yeah. I, it, okay. That makes sense. But yeah, I, them not caring to me shouldn't really affect how we feel about the things that are produced in our country because our you know our 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 racial makeup is so different compared to them like it's a completely different culture it's just like we should not be listening to them in terms of what is right or not in terms of what to do with the products in our country i i agree with you i do think that it would be better it would be nicer um but the fact that they don't feel aggrieved by it is one of the reasons why I kind of, why it doesn't bother me as much. No, I, I see your point. Certainly there's somebody probably, there's, there's somebody that might be. But. Yeah, I'm sure there is. But I mean, I see your point, but there are just so many times in like the past 10 to 15 years where it's like, oh, we don't care. It's like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, well, yeah, like I've heard that tune enough. It doesn't change the fact that it means a lot to people here in this country to, you know, um, people of Asian descent in this country that there's like virtually no representation in Hollywood. Um, and even the opportunities where there could be, they're not given. It's just, I can imagine it being frustrating. Now, would you, I think we're getting too far into it. I disagree with that at all because I'm willing to bet part of the argument is part of the argument is we need a good action director. Right. But that's where a lot of, American directors got their inspiration from, right? Folks like John Woo and other people like him. Yeah, like they can find somebody from Japan or they can find, I'm sure, an up and coming director to, and then maybe just get Chad Stahelski to be maybe co direct with them so that they can, he can handle like help them with a lot of the uh, logistics and they can get another perspective. Now is going to be my question to you, Jammer. Are you just saying it should be an Asian American or should? You want this to I mean, be preferably Japanese, Japanese, American, Japanese right? yeah. would be great. 
Yeah, Japanese would be preferable, highly preferable. Yeah, exactly. I was just asking because we've just been saying Asian. Yeah, like, I think yeah. I'm just saying you want Asian a Japanese director general. for a Japanese film. It's it would be ideal. Well, not Japanese film, but Japanese story. Yeah, yeah. Don't disagree at all, especially because we need way more representation. Still obvious, even with this year's Academy Award nominations. Oh, I didn't even. I haven't even looked at them. How are they looking? I think the first ever Asian American got nominated for a Best Picture, as far as directing. I think. Was I don't it, know. I didn't pay it, that much attention. Was it Alan? Alan Yeah. Alan Liu. What the heck's his name? Oh, for that one film that keeps winning awards, probably the one I can never the ever one, pronounce. The one. Well, no. No. Um. He he was one of the co-creators of Master of None. Um. Oh um, yeah, he he's also played him. Didn't he also act on Master of None as kind of himself? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, who is that guy? It was created by, oh my God, it's so obnoxious that I look at Master of None and he doesn't even pop up as like one of the things I have to, I have to click extra buttons in order to get to whoever, Alan, Alan Yang. I don't remember. I was, they're making a big deal out of it. And I was like, cool. I don't watch the Academy Awards. Right. Um, any any other thoughts? No, the only other thought no? is that again, this is we've talked about the video game curse before and if it's been fully overcome. And here's another movie that would seem to lend itself well to a movie. But you know, it these it feels like the trickiest genre, I mean, medium to adapt into a movie. Even die hard. Live for your die hard was based on a newspaper article. <laughs> That's but funny. It was based um, on really an article quick. about cyber terrorism, like a magazine article. Actually, really like quick. Uh, the, the director is Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. That's that's the is... name of the movie I was thinking of. That keeps winning awards. At least the kid keeps winning awards. At like you know, Golden I was Globes, about... BAFTA. Is that the one with Stephen Yoon? I think so. Yes, yes, it is. But the real, the kid who keeps winning awards is like a little kid. Yeah. But yeah, that's the one with Steven Yoon from uh, Walking Dead. And uh, I think you should leave because he used too small of a square of toilet paper. I don't know what that means. I was hoping Jonesy would. (laughs) (laughs) But unfortunately, Jonesy is in internet hell right now. So let's move on to to, uh, our favorite segment. Bird watching with Falcon Snow and Winter bird Soldier. Snowbird watching. watching. Sorry, snowbird watching. And uh, so I can't bird watch fully with episode two because I haven't seen it, but I didn't get to speak last week in terms of episode one. And we can um, all I have discuss say, spoilers now. You want to do spoiler for talk? Episode one. Sure, for episode yeah. one. So, spoilers, episode one, because Jonesy, so I had Falcon to avoid spoilers last week too. So, yeah. Let's start with you, though, Jammer, since you hadn't seen it. Yeah, it was uh, better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, as I mentioned before, I was one of the only ones, or I was, I definitely kind of had my hesitations for the trailer. Like, it seemed good, but it also seemed like it could be a bit shallow and flat. But I was very pleased that, you know, first of all, the action set, like set pieces I thought were really fun and really well done. And I also love that we did have those character moments that, I was worried we wouldn't get like those where we get to dig deeper into what 
these guys' lives are like seeing Falcon go back to his home to try to have to save the boat. And as Jonesy hinted at, uh, understanding that him being Falcon is not a is not a panacea for you know financial woes. Um, and then they it was there's part of me that stuck that struck so real was when it's like you have no income for the past five years. It's like no shit, Sherlock. He was gone for the past five years. Like, but it's totally something that would happen where it's just like you can't get a loan because you've been gone for five years. It's stupid, but it's realistic in its stupidity. Um, and I just oh that part of me died inside. Um, and then I like seeing that flashback with uh, the Winter Soldier himself and then kind of how it connects to the, the current story where he's kind of making amends. And I guess he, he, he killed the son of some guy he befriended. And it's about him, I guess, finding a way to make amends or being able, having to live with the fact that he's committed so many atrocities and there really is no good way for him to make amends for that. Um, for these innocent people that he's killed so it's just so it's dark it's it's broody but it's so based in character and just so kind of beautiful and i'm interested to see how it goes i don't know how it'll turn out but it's pretty solid i I had a good time yeah okay yeah i loved it what'd you think of the end remember we talked last week i thought it was like a perfect place to end it because you was funny my uh kirsten was just like uh, I wonder how they pitched him. It's like, how would you like to be the most hated person on the internet? <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. He's I'll had quotes about that where it's like, he'd rather, at least people are talking. You know, he had some quote where he's like, yeah, it's actually kind of cool to be the most hated person on the internet because at least it means people is, are talking about me and my character. Is he, is he this, this TV generation's Joffrey? We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Um, because I haven't seen the second episode. I don't know how his personality is. I don't know if he's going to end up being like an okay guy who's just put in a crappy situation or if he's going to go full villain. Who knows? That I mean, wink you guys kills might. me, though. The, what? the, oh, the improvised wink? wink at the end. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's still, you're still angry as fuck, like Falcon. But just when you just wink straight into the camera, which you can do because it's like a news camera, you're like, oh, was- man also a very real thing where it's like he does the right thing and he he turns in the shield and they fucking turn around and just give it to some fucking white guy it is so frustrating like it feels so real um and i just yeah i i'm feeling all kinds you know what's of things funny right about now. that i'm curious how much time passed between him giving it to the smithsonian and, and like it feels like it had to have been a one-day turnaround because they have shots like, of yeah. him practicing with the shield yeah like it has to have been fast, which is, is another fu. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like he hands it to the Smithsonian. Yeah, it's just the same dude, same white dude takes or it. White Russell. What did you think of? Uh, I mean, I guess you already talked about it. You loved it, um, Nick. You loved the episode, and uh, what was your favorite part? Spoilery. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's tough. I don't know, the action sequence is so cool. But uh, I don't know. I like the Bucky stuff a lot. Like the idea of the list. It's like the opposite of Cap's list. Um, It's like the opposite of Kill Bill list. It's like the list from, uh, it's the list from My Name is Earl. Yeah, it is. It's like any alcoholics list. Like that's that's the whole point. Is that a thing alcoholics do? I don't know. You have to forgive everyone as one of the steps. So you have a list of people you've (sighs) wronged and you go around. Like that's what my name is Earl is kind of based on. Oh, I didn't know that. 
I'm not a drunk. I'm not a recovering alcoholic. I am a drunk. I'm not a recovering alcoholic. That's not why I know about it. <laughs> but why do, no, why I, do you know I think about it? I find Bucky's storyline fascinating and sad. I like that. I don't know. Yeah, the thing. I don't know. It's funny looking at the list too, uh, because Zemo's are on the list. <laughs> when you're watching episode hey, one, he? you're like, oh yeah, H Zemo is on the list as someone he wronged. How? You're like, didn't you get wronged by H Zemo? <laughs> How did he wrong Zemo? I don't know. It's on the list if you freeze frame it. <laughs> I didn't freeze frame it, but you know, I watched some of those Easter egg videos. Jonesy. How did he wrong Zemo? What are your theories? I don't know. I'm racking my brain. I have no idea. So we're saying that the list that he has, he wronged, that he's trying to fix. Yeah, well, mostly, yeah, like, just apologize. And in the case of the old man, he can give him closure because he just wants to know what happened to his son. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of anything that he did to Zemo, and maybe that's a part of the mystery for the show. So, yeah, honestly, I don't have a lot more to say about episode one since we watched it last week, and I did. Yeah, uh, Marvel Multiverse Mondays. They they are uh, episode one is planting what could be a Mephisto. Oh my god! In, Get out of the show. But it's pla- it's planted in the two places. the The end credits actually say the name Power Broker says like the power broker is watching the end credits say and in the comics i don't think this will happen in the show in the comics the power broker does experiments with people and actually turns uh torres into the next falcon but he's literally like a mutant like he has falcon wings like real Mm. falcon wings but i don't think that'll happen but the power broker's name is definitely in the post credits oh really Okay. Like, you know, there's lots of Easter eggs in the post credits. There's like a vial of what looks like superhero serum in the post credits, like teases. It's like, like, yeah, it's almost a spoiler if you know what you're watching because my friend Andrew didn't know Zemo was going to be in the series. And then in the post credits, I mean, in the credit sequence, it's like, oh, there's a picture of Zemo. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't actually been introduced yet. Well, we only have a few minutes left before I have to head out, or 15. So tell me, in 10 minutes or less, have a discussion. How was episode two? Does it continue the positive train that the first one started? Does it start to falter? Let's start with Jonesy. What were your thoughts on episode two? Spoiler free. Let's start with Nick. Episode two, spoiler free. What were your thoughts on episode two? I loved it. I thought it was a great continuation of the first. Uh, we're getting into some of the meaty stuff that um, we've already kind of talked about. Like, you know, we'll see more U.S. agent. I mean, just being called Captain America right now. Um, not really, yeah, Bucky and Falcon finally meet. And I think you, Jammer, will be happy about how they handle why they don't like each other. There's one line in particular, because the, the therapist scene happens in this episode. And one okay. character says something that's so personal and telling as to why he has trouble with the other person that you're like, damn, you just explained it in a sentence better than I've seen a buddy cop movie explain tension because it's more of a psychological thing. And uh, second, here's a question. Yeah. Who says it? Who says the thing? Bucky, Bucky says it. To Falcon. So does he, does he, does he say how he doesn't like the fact that he turned around and gave up the shield? That's an issue. Yeah, but that's only an aspect of it. Yeah, it's much deeper than that. Okay, just curious. I was wondering if I nailed it. I did not. 
really dips much farther into racism in a very overt like like in the first episode like it's gonna be hard to do marvel multiverse mondays with kyle because he doesn't like to see racism where there is racism <laughs> um but this episode the first episode you know the bank you could argue that's most people are being treated that way but obviously it is a black neighborhood and social class does lead to racism but second episode is very much like what black people are dealing with almost on a daily basis um and i will say the opening is one of my favorite parts the episode's called star spangled man and it opens with, you know, the football scene where he's running out and giving the high fives and stuff. And there's a marching band playing the original theme from like the 1940s. That oh, was nice. when he was doing the USO right. tours. So it's fun seeing it all. You know, it's, it's the connected world. But, and there's a lot in there that I just won't say anything about. Because there's the second episode <laughs> adds a lot as far as world building of Cap's history and where we're at. That the first episode was more about just re-showing us those characters. What about you, Jonesy? How did you like this episode? Uh, everything Nick said, I really enjoyed it. I'm surprised that they're able to keep up the pacing uh, from the last one. It seems like they're able to do um, something very similar where it's like, hey, you know, we've got these psychological scenes where we're able to, to delve into these character moments and show you what they're about, but then we have these big action set pieces for the episode and it, it really does at least for right now feel like they've just split a movie into just multiple parts but they beefed up the individual episodes to not make it seem that way i know that sounds contradictory but if you see it it, it kind of makes sense um i agree with nick about the um what i think is funny about the bank scene as compared to the scene you get in this movie is you do have people that will look at the first scene in the bank and go like, well, that isn't necessarily racism. And it's like, no, you're, that makes you part of the problem, right? Like the fact that you can't see this for what it is, Agreed. that makes you part of the problem. And so now we've got to go even more overt to hit you over the fucking head because you're a moron. I'm not necessarily talking about Kyle. I just mean well, generally. And same um, with like, he didn't find the handing over the shield that racist either. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that I thought that it was racist. You're talking about them giving it to Wyatt Russell? Yeah, at the end of the last episode. Well, like, just the Um, idea of taking it from a black soldier, giving it. I I mean, obviously, they don't trust Falcon as much because he's been on the shit list for a while. So that, I don't know if I thought that that was racist, so much racist. Um, That's weird. I I don't know if if I... if I, I mean, I think it. That. I think it's kind of, in the sense that it seems very typical where it's like the hardworking person of color, kind of, gets screwed over and then they give it to an underachieving white guy because it's. He's not, choice. but he. So that's the problem. It's he's not an underachieving white guy. Um, okay, so well that's I, good. I'll spoil I, I this. Know. Yeah, I will spoil this a little bit. So in that opening scene, when they do the football thing, because it's, I, I love this, it's, it's Disney product placement. So he's being interviewed by Good Morning America. So an ABC property. And he, he is the only person to have ever won the Mall of Honor three times. Um, he is a ranger. He is like, he's all of this stuff. He's, he's scored off the charts, at least physically. Um, as far as someone who is not enhanced as of now. 
So as far as a person goes, based on his resume, he just seems like the best that there is right now. And so that's why I don't know that I think that it's racist. The only reason you would think that is just because of who Sam is. Like if, right. like if it had been Bucky and they'd given it to this dude, you wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah, but true. The True. way that they positioned this new guy, he really is the best of the best of the best with honors. Really quick, I did not know Wyatt Russell who he was. Yes, and I just Kurt realized Russell's son. I did not realize that he was Kurt Russell's son. And yeah, for me, that's why I keep saying he, his name. He's literally just that guy from Twenty Two Jump Street. <laughs> yeah, that's who he is to me too. He's so good in that movie, though. <laughs> meat cute sandwich. Yeah, meat cute. You no, know, that's funny. This is literally like my wife and I last week was we were a bad week and we bought the 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 freaking twenty one twenty two Jump Street digital pack. We're like, how do we not own these movies? I watched those movies and then endlessly. We rewatched them like twice over the course of twenty four hours each. And they're just Darn so it. good. They're so good. I keep forgetting He's how so good with Channing good Tatum in that movie. Yeah. That's it's a meat cute. <laughs> it's a meat cute. I was like, that's the most disgusting sandwich ever. Just like his freaking dirty Q tips falling into a meat sandwich. <laughs> you got your Q tip on my meat. You got my meat on your Q tip. So, yeah. Hey, hey, it's um, a meat cute. As far as this episode, though, they did do um, what Nick talked about, at least in my opinion. There was some really good world building um, and really good callbacks, right? I, I, again, um Bucky's time in Wakanda and that was like yeah. a, a two-line joke that made me laugh pretty hard so I laughed at that too um, I think you're gonna enjoy it yeah that was a good that was a good line so yeah I, I enjoy it I think it's gonna continue to be I'm hoping that it, it, if it maintains this I will be I would not only will I think it's good I will be incredibly impressed and let me as I bring up often speak for my parents for a second um they skipped WandaVision. My dad doesn't, you know, doesn't like the superhero smashy smashy. When it ended after 40 minutes, he was like, what's going on? And my mom's like, it's a TV series. And my dad's like, oh, crap, I forgot it was a TV series. <laughs> that speaks, I think, to the visual quality of it. Um, and they also yeah, tried good. an episode of WandaVision, and my mom hated it because she's like, I don't, you guys were right. She's like, I don't want to see Dick Van Dyke and Bewitched and that stuff again. And I'm like, just keep watching it until you get to like episode four. And she liked it after that? No, they've only watched one episode of each so far. Oh, okay. They only tried WandaVision because, you know, that's the thing Disney pushes right after you watch. If you sit through the credits, it's no longer Age of Ultron, and it's not Civil War at the end. It's like, watch WandaVision, since they have another Marvel TV show. Unless you watch WandaVision, in which case they move you on to Age of Ultron for obvious reasons. But maybe now Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for all I know. Um, Okay. (laughs) Well... Anything else you guys want to talk about or should we wrap up for this episode of BGRTP? I would say we should do who watches, but since you are having to go soon and you are our host this week. Yeah, I'm going to have to close out. Might as well close. Cut the check. Lovely, lovely Nicholas Dalius. Where can people find you on the line? I'm at Nicholas Dalius. No, I'm kidding. I'm at GeekyNickDoll on Twitter. I do this show and Marvel Multiverse Mondays, and I write stories for LRM Online. And Jonesy, where can people find you on Twitter? 
You can find me on Twitter at Sir Joneses, and you can also find me uh, infrequently on Discord. Get on there before Microsoft buys it and uh, yeah, does I saw that. terrible with it. Ten billion with a B. Ten billion dollars. Well, they bought yeah, Skype, and now Zoom is beating Skype. Yeah, I was about so to say like, there's going to be wrong. there's going to be a pandemic in another ten years, and then freaking what exactly Discord does? Some other company is going to do the same exact thing, and it's going to be the bigger name, and they're yeah. going to fail again. It's exactly. You have too much faith. Ten years. Come well, I'm just saying. I'm hoping this is not going to be a pandemic before that. That's what. That's There'll what be. I'm hoping. There will be. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and Jeremy, where can you be found? on twitter at jam the writer you can also find all of my novels under the name aj serna on audible and amazon thank you so much dear kind sweet and sexy listener for being with us today and we will talk to you all next week where we discuss insert title here until then adios hasta lasagna mission accomplished I think we pulled it off in the end. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. our best Pause episode. For Pause for dramatic effect. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.